0: Hello everyone, I'm Troy Dodds and welcome to a new edition of Weekender Wireless. Today, we focus on real estate and where the industry stands coming out of COVID-19 and into the winter and spring. I'm joined by Nick Regas from The Agency, one of Penrith's leading real estate agents. Nick, thanks for joining us. Troy, happy to be here. Now, tell me about the agency. Uh, Everyone should know about it, of course, already, but if they don't, uh, what's the history of the agency and what it is in Penrith?
1: Yep. So the agency launched nationally three years ago as a disruptor to the real estate industry. Um, and it's the fastest growing agency in the country at this point in time. Uh, it's an agent centric business, which goes by the ethos of brands don't sell houses, people do, as it is the agent that's sitting in the lounge rooms at, you know, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Um, so what the business is, the brand, the agency, um, is the, the back end of the business, um, providing the training, coaching, technology, um, to provide us with the tools and resources, um, so then we can, Push over to the clients that five star flawless service. Um, and so we've just launched our office. Um, early this year in in the penrith region and we 're really excited to change the way people experience real estate
0: and, and that is true isn 't it People uh, think obviously sometimes about the agency itself, but we know that when agents for example go to different agencies that the people follow them around it 's really um, you know it's it 's the people that uh, the people follow around
1: yeah well well said troy it 's what I believe is is that um, agents have their personal following um, Buyers aren't really, um, to the point, uh, loyal to agents. They're more after the home. Mm -hmm. It's sellers themselves that are after the particular agent just from the experience they've had and just, you know, a friendship over the years. Um, Me personally, I've sold um, for the same family two, three times. Um, And it's just that where you first start off as that that client-agent relationship, and then all of a sudden, you know, your friends and family and the kids are off, you know, playing at the park together and whatnot. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a a lifestyle um, occupation to that.
0: All right, what about yourself? How did you get involved in real estate and, and then your path to the agency?
1: Yep so look from a young age I was a people person um social butterfly you know, as that where my parents wished you know that I'd probably keep quiet <laughs> here and there um in my high school years you know as you start thinking about what career path you want to take um I naturally gravitated to an interest in real estate um and after you know uh, that the last 10 12 years in the business what what I've uh, realized is that um this real estate business is a people business, um, and so the good thing is, is that I'm naturally, you know, interested in wanting to help people and chat and find out things about people. So, um, I started off um, in a, in a little family business, um, which then I, I grew onto another larger uh, competitor of the agencies now, which is a national brand as well. Yeah. Um, and then just that whole focus of where the agency's at, where it's more agent centric. Um, and just helps us work um, with less barriers and whatnot within within the business. Um, it was just uh, something that caught my interest and haven't looked back. So I've been happy here for the last two years. And that
0: happiness—that's that, an important word because um, we know that uh, when people are selling, in particular, they want a confident real estate agent, someone that's that's happy in what they're doing, and and not someone who. I I guess it sort of feels a bit tired in in, in the job and in the industry.
1: Well, yeah, and that's true. And so that's where the whole ethos of of the agency is different. Um, And what I find, because the agency itself treats us agents as their client. Yep. So their job is to make us happy Get rid of all the barriers in in between. So the back end staff will look after all of the marketing pieces and whatnot. So literally, my one goal is to look after clients who are either looking at buying or selling. So it makes it easier for me. Makes me happy. I get up, you know, jump out of bed with a spring in the step, and you know, we're, we're off and enjoying our day
0: from a personal perspective do you remember the first house you sold is that still something that's in your memory?
1: yeah of course um, you know in, anyone in in, um, in an industry will remember their first job um, you know w- whether you know you're on tools or in that um, my first sale was a, a two-bedroom home in kaima um, which is um, just next to the airport uh, and that sold for 875.
0: Okay, and and that'll be forever in your memory, I'm sure. Forever, yeah.
1: <laughs> um,
0: look, the, the big topic of conversation this year has obviously been COVID-19. We saw it affect mm-hmm. pretty much every industry that there is, um, including real estate. Um, and obviously, uh, there was some, some obvious issues there with open homes and auctions and whatnot shut down for a while. Obviously, people not confident at all during that period. But tell us about real estate. During that time, um, yep. we'll talk about how it's coming out of it now, but how yep. is the industry affected, and um, particularly in Penrith during the, the height of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, well, look, COVID, unfortunately, um, it, it didn't uh, just pick out one or two industries affected many industries, as you said, um, and, and globally there was an effect. Locally here, we saw a 40% drop in listing activity. Mm. So that means um, traditionally we were experiencing a drop on listing activity, but then COVID brought that down a further 40%. Sure, yeah. So um, as, as it was frustrating buyers in the sense where they – the last end of, of 19 and the beginning of first quarter of 20 was a really good um, time for, for sellers. Um, buyers had a lot of confidence in buying in the marketplace. Um, so where, where that was frustrating people was that um, they had sold their property, they got good money for it, but then there's homes that haven't come onto the market. Um, the pausing of open homes and the way that we could go about business um, did spook a lot of potential sellers and mm-hmm. they're thinking, let's take this wait and see approach. Um, and that's how we, we gravitated towards that 40% drop. Yep. Um, and at this point in time, uh, coming out of, of, of COVID-19, um, and hopefully you know it's full steam ahead out of this, I'm starting to see now that there are sellers that are saying, okay, it's time to make the move based on our lifestyle rather than external um, issues such as COVID and, and, and um, people's opinions on the market. Uh, that that being said, um, we're about to launch a, a property now in, in Glenmore Park. There's another one that's in, in Western Sydney that the owners are telling us um, we're ready to go. So it's encouraging to see now that there's that confidence back in the market. Um, and we're also getting calls from buyers saying, hey, um, we want to buy, um, let us know as soon as you get anything. And obviously this time as well would have allowed people to reflect
0: and to think as well about, you know, is it time now to sell? Uh, maybe they fixed up something around the house that they, you know, that an agent's told them they needed to, to to increase the value on or something like that. So I guess it's also allowed people the time to sit back and say, well, now is the time uh, maybe for a sea change as well, maybe yep. job's changed. So yep. A whole lot of different things would have happened that maybe people who weren't thinking about selling have gone through this and now thinking, well, now it's time for a change.
1: Yeah, so look, it definitely was a time for reflection. Um, a lot of people were thinking, hey, maybe we we need that extra living space. Uh, maybe we want the sea change because um, you know life is short. Um, what what I found is is that it's important in, in any marketplace to uh, consider your your pre market preparations. And you know, the the best advice I give sellers is put your buyer's hat on. You know, so if you walk yeah. through your home like you're a buyer.
0: Yeah, 100% because obviously a lot of people who are selling maybe have been in the house for 10, 15 years and yep. sort of just gotten used to the fact that, you know, that that garage door doesn't open properly or, or that's that, right. that coat of paint is not necessarily where it should be.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that's that's where, you know, the, the door stop has gone missing and you know there's a little the little nick behind that door. So the best advice I give is, is put your buyer's hat on. Make out like as if you're going to buy your own home, what would you pick apart from it? Mm. Fix it. Is that a hard
0: conversation for you to have with people? Obviously, someone who's lived in their house for 10, 20 years, they're proud of their house, they're yep. selling it. You come on in and say, look, that, that pain over there is the worst pain I've ever seen. Yeah. Is, is, that a, is that a hard conversation to have sometimes? Uh,
1: look, I, I believe that it's these are the critical conversations that need to happen early in the piece. Mm. To have a successful outcome and 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 a, a successful sale in a timely manner. Uh, now I won't go through um, such as like Andrew Winter on selling houses Australia <laughs> and, and give him a big crack of the whip. But um, you know I just suggestively say I think you know that paint on the wall could do with um, uh, you know a fresh coat or maybe we look at recarpeting, um, garden beds being refreshed, um, small things like that. The, the best analogy I give people and I use this all the time is that. If you were to sell your car, how would you go about it? And they go, oh, that's simple, Nick. And I'll, I'll get it detailed, shampoo the carpets, nice photographs, you know, buy, buy a nice little lake or whatnot. Um, and then I'll put it on car sales. i say, all right, fantastic. Now, why wouldn't you do that to your home, which is your most valuable asset?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously, there's
1: there can be little things, but there can also
0: be big things um, that, yeah. that can add value. Well, what's yeah. the thing you think can add the most value as far as, um, you know, if someone right now was saying, okay, I can add something to my home to sell yeah. is, there, is there particular things that are really attracting buyers at the moment
1: look there's, there's, there's three key players in my opinion and the points that are, play on the heartstrings of buyers yeah. curbside appeal mm-hmm. the heart of the home which is that kitchen living hub and then a yard because with some of the traditional areas in the Penrith region have a nice big backyard. Some of yep. the newer areas have the smaller yards. So if you can maximise that space where people can entertain and still have somewhere for the kids to play, um, you know, you're know you on track for a, a great outcome and you'll be ticking a lot of people's boxes.
0: Absolutely. Well, just talking about that personal aspect and things like that that you're saying are mm-hmm. personal conversations with people. Yep. We saw some big changes in real estate. We saw purple bricks come and go. Yep. Um, so we saw this this model of, well, the agent's not really the most important thing, really come and go very quickly in yep. Australia. So you must still see that on the ground, uh, people really want that trust in an agent, buyers and sellers, yep. versus the model that tried to come in and, and yep. prove as the disruptor and didn't quite work.
1: Yeah, well, look, that, that's true. It's um, What it is is that there's a lot of different models and a lot of disruptors will come and go. Um, throughout any industry. Um, what I found is is that with that other model, potential sellers were happy with it mm. um, because they felt that they were getting bang for buck. Um, however, if you take the context out of real estate and think of it as, say, a motor mechanic or even the p- profession that you're in, are you willing to do a certain job for less than what you feel your value is? Mm. Um, and then that tends to, um, you know, Make people just drop the ball a bit and, and and whatnot. So, I feel that personally within the business is that. This isn't this isn't a, this isn't, um, a, a so-called um, you know license to print money. Yeah, you have to have a passion for it. Yeah, and me, um, you know, I, I live and breathe real estate in the sense where you know I'm out there at work. I'm appraising properties. I'm advising people on how to add value to their homes. Uh, then I'll come home. I'll eat dinner with the family and the kids. And then once you know they've popped off to bed and whatnot, um, I'm on all those social platforms, looking at the latest listings, seeing what the, how that compares mm. to people who I've discussed with or thinking thinking, oh, who would actually like that? So say, oh, you know, Troy might like this home because it has that pool that he's after. Yes. Um, so I'm constantly sending messages out. Even last night, I was on the phone at 11.30 at night talking to a, a potential client about a marketing strategy, um, which I believe would help them get that extra 5% in the mm. sale price. Um, so I feel that, you know, it, passion is one thing, but you also need to be rewarded for your time and your effort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when you
0: go through that, experience too as a buyer and a seller you you really you get re involved i guess or re introduced to the how important the agent is i actually yeah. I bought the property through one of those um, sort of disruptors, you might say. Yeah. And Likewise, I yeah. obviously, <laughs> I don't have a choice in you know, as the buyer. That's right. um, but it was just an interesting experience because what got taken away was not what the end result was. You still got the property. But yep. the, what got taken away was being able to have that, that personal conversation. Yep. Um, even just the little thing at the end of, you know, that the key handover was different. Just those little tiny things yep. that you think, you know, sometimes you see a picture on Instagram or oh, we put a ribbon on a door or we've done this, yep. or we've done that. Yep. And you think, oh, well, it is what it is. But When you're actually involved in it, and it's it's a pretty strenuous process over six to eight weeks, um, you do want that kind of personal happiness at the end, and not just the sort of cardboard cutout concept, you know.
1: Yeah, and look, I I I myself purchased through through that platform, yeah, um, and I've experienced, you know, exactly what what you're saying. Mm. Um, With us, it's um, we take the approach of even if you were to buy, uh, you know, a, a brand new Hyundai okay Yep. they're not just going to throw the keys at you and Absolutely, say troy yeah. here's your keys thanks for coming by mm. they're going to sit through and they're going to tell you troy this is how the the cruise control works um you know this is how you you can connect to um your your um android or iphone and whatnot um and they'll go through step by step what what the home does mm. uh, what the car does so myself i have that similar approach where uh pre-settlement inspection and and for people that aren't aware what that is it's prior to you and and your bank handing over the last funds and collecting the keys yep. you're making sure that everything as per the contract is kosher and you're and you're ready to to, to move in um, on that inspection I have the owner present. We go through how the oven works, how the alarm system works, if there's a camera system, how that how that operates. So when you get the keys, you're not there like a stun mullet, yeah. like which keys what? And that's that's all an that.
0: important thing, isn't it? Because you mm-hmm. mentioned even little things like the oven there, you know, and yep. suddenly I don't know how to set the clock on the oven and therefore yep. the oven doesn't work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all of that. So, yeah. you know, because most of us don't keep that instruction book from, from 15 years ago. So it's, <laughs> that, uh, yeah.
1: That's true. So it's, um, th- they're, they're the little things that I think the service level has changed in the industry. Um, and and it, and it's uh, it's just a, a necessity now. It's not negotiable. You need to provide that service and the experience that I have with, with clients. Like even if you look on on my social pages, mm. um, if they're at the office, there's a nice box of chocolates. Um, you know, some keys, a gift. We've already done the walkthrough. They know everything about the home. When they move in, two days later, I'm on the phone again, Troy how how you enjoying the new home is there anything that i can do for you um is there anything that you know you may have missed from the day before i've taken some notes but also i can get in contact with with the former owner and and and, and advise you through it um, that comes back to having that passion and wanting to be in the service yeah. service business
0: and it's important that the you know this, this, the buyer is your customer as much as the seller, and that um, you know they're they're the ones handing out the funds, and they could well become the seller in, in five, ten years' time. So.
1: A- absolutely, and and that's and that's the thing. It's a it's a a, a, a cyclical event. Um, it, it comes in in swings and roundabouts. But the main motto, uh, personally, is that um, treat others as you like to be treated. Mm. Um, so for me, if I was to buy a house, this is how I'd like to experience the process. Um, and, and it comes down to just even the smallest things, recording their details when they're coming through the home. Um, now, this is a requirement due to COVID. Yep, yep. I've been doing that for the last 10 years. Yeah, okay. Name, contact number, follow-up call. Um, and it's it's more along the lines of, is this property of interest to you? And then there's an, a simple answer because they don't want to hurt your feelings by saying, yeah. "Oh, no it's, no, it's not." Yeah, um, you know, oh yeah, we like it. So I don't ask, "Do you like the home?" Or, Is the property of interest to you? Can you see yourself living here? Yeah. And then they'll, they're confident enough to say that you know what, Nick, um, look, nice home, not quite for us. Go great. What are you looking for? Mm. So when the right one pops up,
0: just, I don't, just I on that you like mentioned that, and you also mentioned earlier, oh, um you know that homes coming on the market. Troy said he wanted a pool. Yep. Uh, there is. How important is it for a buyer to mm-hmm. not just be jumping on, you know, Western Property Magazine or yep. or the websites, but to actually ring an agent and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a house. These are the things I want." Is that something that people should do? Or absolutely,
1: yeah, absolutely, Troy. And and the reason why is that um, a lot of transactions are happening off market, mm. um, and you know that that has you know become a little bit more the new norm over the the past six months, where some people say, "Oh." Not really interested in going to market just yet, but if you have a buyer, um, happy for you to bring them through. So, yeah. you know, contracts are drafted, agreements are in place, um, and then say, you know, i get the call from you saying, Nick, I'm, I'm after a home, XYZ, this ballpark figure, I'll say, you know what, I might have the right home for you, um, mm. do a drive-by at XYZ address, and you know, I'll, I'll be there in 15 minutes. So, um, I think that's important. One thing when it comes to to selling your home and maximising the returning home. So we've touched on the fact that um, pre market preparations are very important. Um, you know we're talking about the facades, the heart of the home, and whatnot. The one thing that we haven't touched on just yet is promotion. Mm. Marketing is very important. Um, so. That, Uh, engaging a stylist or something of that nature is good for presentation of the home. Marketing points now, there are those online platforms which have been very successful and and they continue to grow. One thing that I find really successful is The Weekender. Mm -hmm. The reason is is that I had a property in Middleton Grange which is southwest Sydney, not not the Nepean region. That property was advertised in The Weekender. I had a family come from St. Clair to come and check out that home. They didn't buy the home. Mm-hmm. But they were the underbidder for that home. Yeah, awesome. So with that, unfortunately, they didn't secure the home, but they helped that owner that invested in their property into that print platform create themselves probably an extra ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars from being present in a, in a magazine that otherwise some people now are gravitating towards. Oh, you know, maybe it's more online. Yeah. Um, so one thing is that I believe online is 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 successful. However, print still has a really important role to play. Through through the um, promotion,
0: it goes to show that the more places you can be, the better. At the end of the Absolutely. day, wherever that is, and that's what we always say about the paper as well. In that, it really, it doesn't matter if it's a newspaper, if it's online, a radio station, or if it's you were standing on the corner with a with a megaphone. Yeah. As long as the message is getting yeah. out there, and the message is important, people will listen to it. And I guess that's the thing: the more pe- places you can be, the the better.
1: Yeah, and look, and f- for that scenario where this person was out of area and when I asked them where did you because I always ask the property where did you see the property advertised yeah. so there'd be online platforms and they'd say I saw you in the weekender okay where are you coming from because right, yeah. I want to know I want to understand where people are coming from in that yeah. because I'm not asking an owner just to spend money for nothing there's there's a science behind it mm. and there's a formula saying okay we're seeing that we're attracting people Yeah. Um, so for me I always say to, to, to prospective sellers look you might be getting a really cheap marketing campaign yes However, you can overspend on marketing. I agree mm. with you. It might be a thousand, maybe two thousand but if you if you underspend in marketing, yeah, it could cost you tens of thousands absolutely, yeah, right. So that's why I prefer that we engage in some form of print media. Along with the with the um, the the uh, web web channels and whatnot, um, present the property right. But yeah, I personally think that print still has an important role to play. Um, and you know, I, I'm literally putting my money where my mouth is because you know we, we're engaged in, in in print media as yeah, well and absolutely. advertise through it.
0: Yeah, it's an important message, I think, that, as we say, just get the message out there to as many people as possible, and mm. it's important you want to attract serious buyers, and sometimes more serious buyers come from those more traditional platforms, Absolutely. Um, which, is, which is critical, too. Um, all right, we're in the colder months, as we know. It's very chilly when we're getting up in the, in the mornings at the <laughs> yeah. moment. Um, what are you expecting to see out of the real estate market in winter? Yep. Um, and then in spring, which is obviously is traditionally the big boom yep. time, but given that it has been a bit quieter, um, you mentioned yep. the 40% um, downturn yep. during this COVID period, where do you expect winter and spring to land this year with, as far as the local property market's concerned?
1: Yep. Uh, look, I, I believe due to that pause in that autumn market from COVID, I think winter will create uh, a lot more activity uh, than we've traditionally experienced of late. Yep. Um, and I feel that spring will possibly be really busy. Yep. Um, because a lot of people are waiting for that warmer time. The gardens are right. Um, There's there's a few key factors that that sellers and buyers that I'm talking to are considering at the moment. Um, JobKeeper, they want to see once that ceases how that affects the market. So some of them are thinking, oh, we might wait till then. What I find that is, that's a really good opportunity for people to jump in market July, August, because everyone's going to be waiting to see what happens. So the competition for your home on the marketplace will be minimal, which means that the buyers that are out there are going to want to, they're not going to have really more other choice than your home. So uh, any potential sellers out there should really consider if they're ready to go, like the homes Mm -hmm. um, in in, in good nick and it's ready to be presented to market, they should seriously consider it because I think there will be buyers out there. Um, but it's always your home is in competition, it's never in isolation. So, the best time to launch a campaign will be when there's the least amount of competition.
0: Yeah, and spring, yeah, you mentioned the potential big boom there in, yeah. in spring. So, um, if you can get in early, um, do it, I guess. If people have been holding off during the pandemic, what should they be doing now? Like, what, what are the steps? Okay, I feel like I'm ready to go. Yep. Um, you know, what, what's the steps now to take as far as the final spruce ups, picking an agent, all of that yeah. sort of stuff to get ready?
1: Well, look, I'm going to be a bit cheeky and say first thing I think they should do is call me. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But in in all seriousness, I think it's important to engage an agent early on in the process. Um, Think about where where you'd like to see your property hit the market. So if you're already looking to buy something, know where you're going to go. And if you haven't used that time thus far to do that, um, consider on where you'd like to move to, um, how soon you can get your property on the market and engage that agent just to come along and say, okay, Troy, really like what you've done out the front here. The garden's looking fantastic, inside's looking good. Um, The only thing I'd recommend is probably losing one of the lounge chairs there so we've got a bit more flow in the lounge room um, because the the way we live in a home is different to the way we show a home. Um, And it's not necessarily um, any smoke and mirrors kind of thing. What it is is that when you have guests at your home, what is there six people mm. max if you're having a bit of a gathering, but in an open home we can have fifteen to twenty groups through. Yeah, and by groups it's not individuals; it's you know uh, partners or you know with kids and whatnot. So you're talking you could have anywhere between you know twenty individuals through your home. Yeah, with that you would want to make sure that you know, there's enough flow for them not to, to dismiss the home on space is the perception, you know, not acknowledging the fact that there's you know, 20 people there.
0: And potentially important to showcase rooms in the way that they could be best utilised. So, yep. for example, if you've got a room that's just full of old boxes, well, maybe make it up as a bedroom so uh, I guess a potential buyer can see, oh, this is a bedroom, because you often... I guess when you move into somewhere, you, you just remember how the other person had it. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that can that can potentially be, oh, that room wasn't that good. It was, you know, stuffy yeah. and full of boxes, you know. A-
1: absolutely. The, the best advice I give, so um, like I said before, we go through with all the, the, the upkeeps and whatnot. The next one is f- to achieve a premium result and like leave no stone unturned to ensure that this is the best money I could get in the current market is have have the perception of I'm a display home. So if you go to, through to one of these building display homes, they're beautifully presented. They look great. Have, have that kind of process and, and thought when you're presenting your own home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to the repair side of things and presentation as well, it's um, you know when you sell your car, again, back to that, present it nicely, make sure it looks good. Same thing with your home and and you should be doing it more on your home because that 's your most valuable asset. How
0: important for people to be flexible during the selling period of I know that when I was looking at my place, we were able to go in there on a on a Wednesday night because all of a sudden you want your mum and dad to come and see it or you you know you, all yep. of that so uh, those open home days are obviously important, but then yep. those follow ups you know how critical is it for sellers to be Flexible in saying, okay, we'll go out for half an hour on a on a random Wednesday night at eight o'clock or something like that.
1: No, really good question. So, how how I tailor a campaign is I'll have a midweek inspection and and a weekend inspection, Mm -hmm. especially with families that have kids because they've got the school routine. They might have um, you know swimming or gymnastics after school, um, you know, and they're pretty time poor during the week. So, what I like to do is rather than having to set up the home, and you know, as you've sold before yourself, you know that Mm. you're cleaning up, you're tidying up, making it. Uh, the immaculate presentation, um, you're a bit time poor to do that on the regular. So what I do is I highlight a, a weekend inspection and a midweek inspection. The midweek is always after hours, so people have finished work, they've got the time to come through to the home. Yep. Um, so I think that takes a bit of the, the, the pain and the stress out of the process for, for a seller. Um, and I believe that should be the norm when you're going to market now, obviously there might be a Thursday or Friday night inspection for that second inspection mm. to show mum or dad. So if mum and dad are out of town and this buyer wants to come through, um, I always, you know, kindly suggest that we get them through <laughs> uh, because you know it's in your best interest to, to secure the sale.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and obviously now we've seen the, the recovery from COVID-19 start, we are going to see some more confidence from buyers as well. It's not yep. just the sellers. So it's always buyers that now have managed to keep their jobs through this process. They yep. were a bit worried before. So buyer confidence is going to be fantastic during this um, this period as well, we, we hope. And, um, yeah. and And that'll... That'll start getting people out and about again. We're seeing already, I think, people back out in restaurants and, and all of that around town. Yeah, so, yeah. That's how, how cool. good
1: is it, though, to be able to go out for a meal again? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like for, for me, as soon as we we're able to go back to restaurants, I, I, I booked in at Osso down the road yep. here to have a, have a, have a nice <laughs> steak. Um, I, I think that. Everyone just really wanted to get out. Now everyone's still being cautious with things. Um, I think buyer confidence, especially with people that maintain jobs, because that they were that was the, the biggest fear of buyers. I was mm. speaking to when COVID first hit, um, but realistically. Buyers alone, they, there's a lot of things going for them to create confidence. That is um, historically low interest rate levels, absolutely. yeah. Um, huge, huge government um, stimulus packages within within the economy at the moment, um, and you know, believe it or not, we are, we do have historically low interest rates. However, we're still higher than other parts of the world. Others are in in, in negative mm. um, territory. Um, so I think we're in a really good space at the moment, um, and. We weren't affected by COVID as much as other other countries were, which was great. So I, I believe that once um, the wheels start churning more, I think we're going to bounce out of it a lot better than, than many other places on the planet.
0: Absolutely. All right, well, it is time to uh, to sell, to buy. Whatever you might want to do in the real estate world, um, Nick is the person that you should be contacting over at the agency. <laughs> Nick, what are your contact details for people who want to get in touch?
1: Yep, so the mobile's great, 0401 560 116, or you can get me at nickregas at theagency.com.au. But especially now that um, a lot of these uh, um, a lot of these uh, restrictions have been lifted, you can mm. pop by the office at 1 of 21 Laven Crescent in Warrington County.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, just pop in and say hello. And the, the good thing is you can, I'm sure, set people up. If they are first-time buyers and they yep. don't really understand, I need a conveyancer or I need a, yep. all of this sort of stuff, you can obviously point them in the right direction for all of that stuff as
1: well. Definitely. So I'll, I like to give people options. So I'll say, look, he's he's three reputable uh, conveyancers that I, I, I can assist you with. Um, with with regards to brokers, um, you, know, you can source your brokers. You might go to your bank. So I'm always happy to help. in in the complete aspect of that. So it's more along the lines where a one-stop shop to to get you into your first home or help you upgrade to your home or even help you downsize to to a smaller one. All right. Well, if you are thinking about selling or uh, even if you're thinking about
0: buying, make sure you contact Nick Regas and his team at the agency. You can see them uh, advertised in the Western Weekender, of course, as well through the Western Property Magazine. Uh, Real estate about to pick up again, it would seem. Nick, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Troy, my pleasure.
0: And don't forget, you can check out westernweekender.com.au for more podcasts in the Weekender Wireless series and all the latest news and information. And our print edition is out every Friday.